Hi, Mr. Jacobs. Good morning, Kimberly. How are you today? Oh, you know, it's Saturday. Just looking for something to do. Huh, I see. Summertime blues, huh? Something like that. What are you up to today? Well, I'm actually writing a little speech for tomorrow's parade. Parade? Oh, right! It's Independence Day. Yeah. The town council asked me to speak from the grandstand about America and our history. That sounds like a school assignment. A really hard school assignment. No, I don't know. It's no harder than all of those drama scripts I've written. Wait, you wrote all of those drama scripts? Well, yeah. You think I bought them all or something? I guess I never thought about it. That would explain why you know so much about them. So how does your speech start? And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the really good speech, Independence Day, an original oration about America. Well, you gotta admit, it's a solid formula. You're kidding, right? Uh, I may have strayed from the pattern slightly. You wanna read what I've got so far? That's okay. Do you mind if I just listen to the radio instead? Go right ahead. Hey, want some orange juice? That would be great. Coming right up. the orange juice, Mr. Jacobs. So how's your speech coming along? Pretty good, Kim. I just got done with the first section. Nice. Hello? Anyone home? We're in here, Peter. Found him, Violet. I could have told you he'd be in the garage, but you didn't. How's it going, you two? <laughs> you look pretty snappy in those uniforms. Thanks. Turn scout Violet and Peter reporting for duty. Yeah, we've got a troop meeting in a couple of hours, so we figured we'd hang out here until then. A troop meeting? Yeah, it's where we get together with other Turtle Scouts and plan all of our Turtle Scout activities. You know, like marching in the parade tomorrow. Sounds exciting. Um, I guess. So what exactly are Turtle Scouts? You mean besides a paramilitary organization that ignores traditional segregation of the genders? Uh, yeah. Besides that. I think the Turtle Scout oath says it best. <clears throat> I am a Turtle Scout, and as such, I hereby promise to respect others. To take care of the Earth and do my part to make it a better place to live. To embody what it means to be someone you can trust. Look up to. And call in times of trouble. In short, I promise to be a good example to all I meet, as is the Turtle Scout way. Wow. That's intense. It's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Mostly we just go to meetings and activities. You know, earn badges, say the Pledge of Allegiance, sing songs. Anyway, while we're waiting for the meeting, can we listen to the radio, Mr. Jacobs? Sounds like a good plan. Looking a little thoughtful there, Kim. Everything okay? Oh yeah, I was just thinking about that whole Turtle Scout oath thing that Peter and Violet recited earlier. Oh yeah. It's something you have to memorize if you're a part of the Turtle Scouts. Yeah, but it sounded a lot like something we'd say at church. You have a Turtle Scout troop at church? No, but what I meant was, when I go to church, we all read prayers and Bible verses together. Some of them we memorize and stuff. Like that one with Our Father who is in heaven. Ah, yes. That's the Lord's Prayer. It's from Matthew chapter 6. Yeah, so I'm a little confused. Is the Turtle Scout Oath like a prayer or something? Hmm, interesting question. Things like oaths and pledges aren't exactly prayers, but they still are very serious things. What do you mean? You see, Violet, when we say these things, it's a special way to promise something. 
In the case of the Turtle Scout Oath, it's a promise to live and act according to the Scout rules. The Pledge of Allegiance is a promise to be loyal to the United States and its government. Though these things can seem like just words we say, every so often they are much more than that. What do you mean? What's so special about them? Hmm. Well, it's probably best if I start at the very beginning. Back in Bible times, before King David and Moses, the world was a little mm, rougher than it is now. Rougher? He means they didn't have cell phones or cars. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They didn't have those things. But something else that was missing was paperwork. Paperwork? I'm pretty sure that's not a good thing. My parents talk about how annoying paperwork is. What's paperwork? Yeah, and what makes it so important? Well, as the name suggests, paperwork is when people put agreements and information on paper. This helps them keep track of things, like how much money they need to pay or what they said they would do. So, kind of like homework. You read it and it tells you what you need to do to get a good grade. Something like that, Violet. I don't see what this has to do with what we are talking about. I'm getting there, Peter. The power of paperwork is when you make an agreement with someone. If they don't do what they said they would, you can take those papers to a courthouse where a judge will make them follow through with the agreement. Oh, I get it. Paperwork is a way to make sure people keep their promises. Exactly, Kim. So before that was a thing, people would take oaths or pledges. In other words, they would make promises in front of a group of people. These people would remember what was promised and would make sure that these promises were kept. How? What do you mean, how? How did they make sure the promises were kept? That was part of the promise. There were all sorts of penalties for breaking a promise, but some of the most popular were becoming a slave or even being put to death. Oh, and that would explain why pledges are more serious. Yeah, I didn't know that there was so much on the line when we said the Pledge of Allegiance. Or the Turtle Scout Oath. <laughs> Well, I don't think the penalties are quite that severe for breaking the Turtle Scout code, but it does make you think. In fact, in Matthew 5, Jesus says that it's best not to make oaths. Yeah, I guess the worst thing that could happen if we didn't live up to the Turtle Scout oath is we might get kicked out of the group. Still, I don't want that to happen. You don't have any drama scripts about this kind of thing, do you, Mr. Jacobs? Hmm, I don't know, Kim. I'll go see if I can find one. And we'll listen to the radio while we wait. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the interesting drama, The Two Jobs, an adapted biblical teaching about devotion. Once upon a time on the corner of Parker Lane and Stacy Drive, there was a diner. Hold on, I'll get your order. There's only one of me. Hello, you want reservations? Looks like my next opening is next week. Yeah, sorry. Bye. This diner was very successful, but the one person running the whole operation was getting a little overwhelmed. I need to hire a cook. Be right with you, folks. And so she put an ad in the paper. Hi there, I'm James, and I would like to- You're gonna have to get in line like everyone else, unless you're here for a pickup, in which case, get in line like everyone else. Actually, I'm here for the job. Oh, well then you're hired. Here's the orders you've got. It's a little backed up at the moment. You got it. Meanwhile, on the corner of Watson Avenue and Morales Street, a sushi restaurant was having a similar problem. Okay, I've got two salmon delights and a seaweed special. Is that yours? No, huh, all right. How about the seafood sampler? There you go, have a good one. Whose is this? Hi, I'm James, I came to answer the ad. Oh, right, you're hired, great. 
Now, it's not impossible to have more than one job. Most people who do pull it off quite nicely. But the fact is, they usually have them on separate days at different times. James, it turns out, wasn't that organized. Both of his jobs required him to be on the clock at the same times. I just take one order at a time. After I clear one list of orders, I drive a couple blocks and take care of those orders. It's perfect. But it wasn't perfect. On the slower days, he could keep up. But when things got busy, orders got a little messed up. All right, who ordered the squid surprise and scrambled eggs? Here you are, honey. Here's your hotcakes, your hash browns, and spicy tuna roll. Uh, just a moment, I need to talk with our cook. Another cup of soy sauce? I mean, coffee? As you might imagine, there was an interesting meeting with James and his two bosses. As much as we admire your work ethic, James, this isn't working. What do you mean? I'm paying you to prepare sushi, not two time with this Americana comfort food. No offense. No, I'm with you. The fact of the matter is that you can't be cooking at two restaurants at the same time. Well, I beg to differ, you see. Hello? All right, two large pepperonis with a thing of garlic knots coming right up. Wait, are you working at an Italian restaurant as well? Yep, pizza time. Not while you're clocked in at my restaurant. Or mine, you've got to make a choice. Me, her, or pizza. Uh, but I love you all. The moral is, sometimes we think that we can be devoted to God and other things just as much. That's not how it works. It's not wrong to be devoted to things like our friends and things we like. But when those things become as important to you as God is, that's when the trouble starts. Looking thoughtful there, kids? Well, yeah, we've been talking about a lot. Of course we're thoughtful. Good point, Violet. I do have a question, Mr. Jacobs. Me next. All right, Peter, what's on your mind? You said earlier that Jesus tells us that we shouldn't make oaths, so I'm confused. Does that mean we shouldn't say stuff like the Pledge of Allegiance? That's an interesting question, and it's not going to be easy to answer. If you look a little closer at that chapter in the Bible, Jesus seems to be talking to people who were making oaths by saying stuff like, may heaven strike me down, or may the ground swallow me up as part of their pledges. And Jesus was saying this was foolish. Well, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, they couldn't really promise those things because they couldn't make them happen. You're right, Kimberly. So that might be a clue of what Jesus was talking about. The reason I don't think Jesus was saying we shouldn't make any promises is because there are some things that we do to obey God that involve making promises. Like? Take getting married, for instance. When two people become husband and wife, they pledge to love and take care of each other no matter what for as long as they live. These promises are good, and I don't think they are what Jesus was talking about when he said, don't make oaths. Okay. Are there other promises we make when serving God? I can think of a few more. When someone goes to court as a witness, they take an oath that they will tell the truth. Similarly, when someone like a police officer or a judge gets their job, they have to take an oath saying that they will be fair and keep the law. These things, love, honesty, and justice, are all things God tells us to do all throughout the Bible. Oh, so the Turtle Scout oath is okay. Like I said, that's how I see it. But either way, we need to remember that these promises are much more than just words. So what does all of this have to do with the drama script about the guy who was working at two restaurants? <laughs> it was a stretch, but I was thinking about how when we become Christians and are baptized, 
It's a sign that we're pledging allegiance to God. We're promising to serve Him above all else, so we need to be careful to not put anything else before Him, like it says in Matthew 6.24. Oh, I see. Oh, we better get going. Our meeting is in a few minutes. Right. Thanks for talking with us, Mr. Jacobs. No problem, kids. Have fun. Do you want to listen to the radio while you finish up your speech? No, I think you can turn it off for now, Kimberly. 